What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the all-new Disney Plus Informer podcast, your source for all the latest news, rumors, reviews, and more about Disney Plus and beyond. This is episode 19 for the week of May 29th, 2022. Happy Memorial Day weekend, everyone. At least if you're in the United States, I'm your host, Justin Eddy, alongside my co-host, Michelle Beck. Hello. Be sure to follow along each and every week as we keep you updated with all the information you need as we cover Disney Plus, Hulu, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, and so much more. Let's get started. Disney Plus has announced the full release schedule of everything coming this June to the United States and the UK. Hulu also announced everything that's going to be coming to the service next month. And a lot of announcements were made at the Star Wars celebration, including release dates for Andor, Willow, The Mandalorian Season 3, and more. We're going to discuss these stories and let you know what's new on Disney Plus this week and bring you our top 10 posts from the week uh, in our 10 and 10 News Blast segment where we fill you in on all the Disney Plus happenings in about 10 minutes. All this and more is coming at you next. Uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, so let's kick things off uh, with what's new on Disney Plus this week. Highlights include Marvel's Assembled, The Making of Moon Knight. Uh, the two-episode premiere of the Disney Plus original series Obi-Wan Kenobi is finally out. And the documentary We Feed People from director Ron Howard, which features renowned chef Jose Andres and his nonprofit World Central Kitchen's incredible mission. Uh, over on Hulu, the docuseries Keeper of the Ashes... Uh, the Oklahoma Girl Scout Murders is now streaming, as well as the documentary Look at Me, Extentacion, which uh, explores how Florida teenager Jesse Omfrey became SoundCloud rapper Extentacion. That's not exactly easy to say. Uh, one of the most streamed artists on the planet. Uh, the complete season one of Letterkenny spinoff Shorzy also released on Hulu, and Episode 6 of Under the Banner of Heaven. Uh, we've got Episode 7 of The Kardashians that's now streaming on Hulu and internationally on Disney+. Plus. Um, be sure to stick around later because we're going to talk about uh, the f and give our brief review of the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Up first, though, uh, Disney Plus has announced the full release schedule of everything coming this June to the U.S. and U.K. Everyone's tired of hearing me talk, Michelle, so please give us the highlights of that. Okay, so highlights include the premiere of the Disney Plus original series, Miss Marvel, on June 8th, season three of Love, Victor, on June 15th, and all episodes of Family Reboot also begin streaming on June 15th, and Baymax's series launches on June 29th. June also sees the premieres of Disney Plus original movies, Hollywood Stargirl, on June 3rd, and Trevor the Musical on June 24th, and Rise also on June 24th. New episodes continue to roll out for the Disney Plus original series, Obi-Wan Kenobi, leading up to the season finale on June 22nd. We have two new specials, A Fan's Guide to Miss Marvel and Beyond Infinity, Buzz and the Journey to Lightyear debut on June 1st and June 10th, respectively. And then in the United States, we have new library titles include all episodes of Glee, new episodes of The Owl House Season 2, Grownish Season 4, The Wonder Years, and also Seasons 1 and 2 of Love, Victor. In the United Kingdom, on June 2nd, you have the Orville New Horizons. 
and also season one of Abbott Elementary. On June 3rd, the rom-com film Fire Island premieres. And then on Wednesday, June 8th, Big Sky season two returns with new episodes, which will then drop weekly. On June 10th, we have The Binge and seasons one through three of Happy Endings. On June 15th, all episodes of Love, Victor season three premiere. And then on June 25th, we have the two, or I'm sorry, June 28th, 28th okay (laughs) the two episode premiere of only murders in the building season two and then june 29th season three of atlanta so that's uk uh quite a bit of good stuff uh coming for sure uh what about on hulu uh they just announced everything that's coming there for next month so what what are some of the highlights i'll do the highlights again so on june 1st the complete series of glee On June 2nd, the complete season three of The Crude's Family Tree. Also on June 2nd, The Orville New Horizons starts streaming. On June 3rd, Fire Island. June 15th, the complete and final season of Love, Victor. On June 17th, we have the premiere of the movie Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. This uh, stars Emma Thompson. On June 17th, we have FX's The Old Man. And then on June 23rd, the complete season one of FX The Bear. This is about a young chef from the fine dining world who comes home to run his family sandwich shop. And then on June 28th, we also have the two episode premiere of Only Murders in the Building season two. Then finally on June 30th, the complete final season of Madagascar A Little Wild. These are just the highlights. You can uh, check out the full release schedule for everything Disney Plus United States, UK, and Hulu on DisneyPlusInformer.com. Really looking forward to Only Murders in the Building. That uh, season one was great, and I'm still still kind of surprised how quickly we're getting season two, but it's awesome that it's almost here. Uh, Finally, a lot of announcements uh, came out uh, of the Lucasfilm panel at uh, the Star Wars celebration. So what are some of the highlights there? Okay, so let's start with Andor. That's going to launch with two episodes on August 31st. The entire first season will consist of 12 episodes total. And then they also confirmed season two. And that's going to be 12 episodes as well, with the final episode leading up to Rogue One. So production on season two will begin this November. They also dropped a teaser trailer, which you can watch on the website. Willow. So Willow begins streaming on Disney Plus on November 30th. This takes place 20 years after the original film. This has a a nice diverse cast and Warwick davis returns and the series will also see davis's daughter portraying willow's own daughter so that's kind of cool they also released the teaser trailer for this check it out on the website uh ahsoka uh that's confirmed to release in 2023 and then um this was just announced today we we record this on saturday so Mm -hmm. um today at star wars celebration they announced that chopper the droid is going to return for ahsoka and then also we're going to see live action versions of Sindola, uh ezra bridger and sabine wren um back to the lucasfilm panel uh we found out that mando season three mandalorian season Mm -hmm. three will release in february of 2023 Season 3 will continue to see Din Djarin and Grogu's journey, and Katie Sackhoff will return to play Bo-Katan Kryze. We got a new poster featuring the new logo, 
A teaser trailer was shown to the attendees of the event, but nothing has been released to the public yet. So be on the lookout for that. I'm sure that'll come out pretty soon. Um, we also got a new series announced for Disney Plus. It's called Star Wars Skeleton Crew. This is a series under the codename of Grammar Rodeo. We talked about this We've before. Been about that for yeah. A while. So John Watts is directing this. John Watts, you know, he directed the Spider Man Tom Holland franchise of films. Um, this is going to follow a group of 10-year-old kids who got who get lost in the Star Wars galaxy as they try to find their way home. So this takes place after Return of the Jedi. Jude Law will star in the series, and they made it pretty clear that this is not a kid's show. So this has been described before as Stranger Things in Space. It's inspired by the Goonies. I think it sounds super cool. But it's not a kid's show. It's not but a kid's show. Because that was what they were kind of talking... That was well, like the rumor initially, right? Well, not really. I mean, we knew that it focused on kids, but you I don't just think kind we of, thought I think people like maybe a, kind of assumed that. Exactly. Okay. But, I mean, like Stranger Things, that's not really a kid's show. I know a bunch of like five-year-olds that absolutely love Stranger Things. Do they have nightmares? Probably. <laughs> I don't know any five-year-olds. Okay, so we also got a first look of Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones in Indiana Jones 5, which hits theaters on June 30th, 2023. If you want to uh, read about more information on this, uh, see images, take a look at some trailers, good Disney Plus Informer. We have all this up there. That's where you go, DisneyPlusInformer.com. We've got all the uh, links to all these articles on there, and uh, everything as it gets released gets put on the website for your convenience, DisneyPlusInformer.com. Uh, let's go ahead. We've got uh, 10 minutes to do our News Blast segment. Michelle, I'm going to let you go first, like always. All right, so we have some news about Eureka, which is a new series coming to Disney Junior. And will also be coming to Disney Plus. So Emmy Award winning actress Loretta Devine, world famous drummer Sheila E., and renowned ballet dancer and New York Times bestselling author Misty Copeland have joined the cast of Disney branded television's upcoming series Eureka in guest starring roles. So Devine will voice Eureka's grandmother Wanda, while Sheila E. and Copeland will voice the characters of Yurt, a traveling musician, and Roxanne, a dance teacher, respectively. Also joining the cast in recurring guest roles are Ellie Kemper as a school librarian Chi, Jack McBrayer as a pet kangabird, and Ryan Michelle Buffet as Barry's mom, Sierra, and Wendell Pierce as Barry's father, Cliff. This series is set to premiere Wednesday, June 22nd on Disney Junior. An initial batch of episodes will also premiere the same day on on-demand platforms and streaming on Disney+. So set in the fantastical prehistoric world of Rocky Falls, Eureka follows the story of Eureka, a young girl inventor who is way ahead of her time. She designs inventions and contraptions in the hopes of making the world a better place and moving her prehistoric community into a more modern era. So you can see more casting news and more details about this up on the website. Last August, Disney announced the Mighty Ducks Game Changers had been renewed for Season 2 at Disney+. Plus. While we don't have many details about Season 2 just yet, we do know that Emilio Estevez will not be returning for Season 2, and Josh Dumel uh, is going to join the cast in, in his place. Uh, Disney Plus has also recently revealed that Lauren Graham and Josh Dumel will each direct an episode of the second season of The Mighty Ducks Game Changers. A release date uh, for Season 2 has not been announced, but you can uh, check out the first season 
of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers that's now available to stream on Disney Plus along with all original three movies. Yeah. Milo Mannheim has been cast in a recurring role for the second season of Dewey Kamaloha, M.D. Mannheim will play Nico, a street smart teen who has been in and out of hospitals for years and lives life on the edge. Uh, so you might remember Milo from the Zombies franchise. He's also going to be uh, coming to the Disney Plus original movie Prom Pact uh, that's in development right now. We don't have a release date for that. But I believe that season two will consist of 10 episodes. I think it's filming right now. We don't have a release date yet, but stay tuned. We'll announce it as soon as they do. Star Wars Celebration uh, is just taking place in Anaheim, California. And uh, Lego just announced that there's a brand new original special, Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation, that's going to begin streaming on Friday, August 5th of this year. That's it. I like those little, <laughs> the little ones short there. ones. They're great. Okay, so we got the this week we got the first social uh, media reactions for Miss Marvel, which we which comes to Disney Plus on June eighth, and so uh, a lot of people were able to view the first two episodes, and the consensus was that it was bright, colorful, fun, funny, and lighthearted. Um, there are also rave reviews from Manvalani as Kamala Khan. So if you want to check out the detailed, uh, we put a whole bunch of tweets uh, that people did for their social media reactions. So you can check that out. But it looks to be really good. Well, I'm really looking forward to that one too. And uh, actually some more news uh, on Miss Marvel. Uh, the first uh, two episodes, we've got the run times for those. Uh, so the first episode is 47 minutes long. And the second episode is going to be 49 minutes long, and that uh, includes the usual credits that are different depending on what region you are from. But that was shared on Twitter recently, too. So Marvel released a new trailer for Thor Love and Thunder. Um, you can view that up on the website. And we also got a little bit of a different synopsis for the film. So the film finds Thor, played by Chris Hemsworth, on a journey unlike anything he's ever faced, a search for self-discovery. But his retirement is interrupted by a galactic killer known as Gore the God Butcher, who seeks the extinction of the gods. To combat the threat, Thor enlists the help of King Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster, who, to Thor's surprise, can wield his magical hammer. Uh, together, they embark on a harrowing cosmic adventure to uncover the mystery of the God's Butcher vengeance and stop him before it's too late. So the film stars Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson, Natalie Portman, Christian Bell, Chris Pratt, Jamie Alexander, Dave Bautista, uh, Jeff Goldblum, Vin Diesel. It goes on and on. This is directed by Taika Waititi. Um, they've, so, they've got quite the uh, stellar cast of yeah so be sure to check this, this uh, trailer out it's really cool uh, very good uh, last week Disney released the first trailer for Marvel Studios She-Hulk Attorney at Law which begins streaming on Disney Plus on August 17th uh, while the trailer created a lot of buzz and excitement for the series there was also a lot of harsh criticism online about the CGI quality some, some people were comparing Tatiana Maslany as uh, you know, her portrayal as She-Hulk slash Jennifer Walters to Shrek. Yeah. Which, uh, I could kind of see that. Or I, like the, the, the color, the, the, yeah. the, the, the quality of it. Yeah, I could see that uh, she's a little prettier than Shrek, but uh, the, the, <laughs> the color was right there. Uh, so now Disney 
Plus has released a new trailer for the show uh, on the app, which shows some improved differences. As the Direct points out, fans can see that her face has more definition in her nose and cheekbones, while the lighting gives her skin different shades of green. The Disney Plus version of the trailer allows uh, viewers to see the pores on her face and more contrast uh, between the pupil and the green in her eyes. Uh, we've got a uh, link to some or so, some side-by-side pictures uh, on our website that you the can The differences check out. are subtle, but they're there. Like It looks better. Yeah. For sure. There's a difference for sure. So speaking of She-Hulk, they also revealed the rating. So um, this is going to have a TV-14 rating. Uh, so far, most of the Disney Plus original Marvel series have been rated TV-14, except for Miss Marvel. That's going to be rated t- uh, TV-PG. And then those former Netflix titles that just arrived, obviously they have a more mature rating. Um, oh, yeah, so for sure. The United States TV-14 rating cautions against some language and violence per the parental TV guidelines. Um, so just be aware of that. That warning sounds a lot like hanging out with you. What? Uh National Geographic has renewed the spinoff series Life Below Zero First Alaskans for a second season ahead of the season one premiere. Season one debuts on National Geographic with back-to-back episodes on Monday night, May 30th, before airing on its regular Tuesday night time slot uh, on May 31st. Uh, The unscripted series is a spinoff of the Emmy-winning series Life Below Zero, which focuses on indigenous Alaska natives who walk in two worlds one of traditional ways and one of 21st century challenges. Life Below Zero First Alaskans follows new Alaska natives as they use sophisticated techniques and methods passed down from generation to generation to thrive in some of the most brutal environments. So that actually, I, I kind of like shows like that, like nature shows, survival mm, type shows. Like yeah. I, I find some of that and National stuff. Geographic does well, such a good job. They do and, such a great job yeah. on, on all their documentaries like that. I mean, they're they're the head of the class when mm-hmm. it comes to uh, things like that. So that does it for all of our news this week. So finally, uh, if you have not yet watched the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi and don't want to hear any spoilers, uh, go ahead and skip through to the end or we'll see you next time. Otherwise, uh, Michelle, uh, let's talk a little bit about a, one of the most highly anticipated debuts for Disney Plus in recent memory. Would, would I would think that that, that would fall um, in line with what this is. So, I guess start off give a little bit of mm. uh, give a little bit of backstory about this uh, for people that don't know or might have not watched the Star Wars movies. That uh, this is. They, they gave us a little recap mm-hmm. of, of the Obi-Wan story leading into this from those three prequels before. So it's been a long time since a lot of people might have watched those. So give us a little okay. synopsis. Tell me about it. So the first two episodes are available right now. There are six episodes in total. Um, and the finale will air on June 22nd. So there are no episode titles. There's just part one and part two. So part one is 56 minutes long and part two is 42 minutes long. So the story begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, where Obi-Wan faced his greatest defeat, the downfall and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice Anakin Skywalker, who turned to the dark side as evil Sith Lord Darth Vader. You were right. They gave a wonderful recap in the beginning 
of the prequel episodes. Mm-hmm. I love that they did that because it really set the whole thing up. Um, it, as soon as Obi appeared on the screen, I kind of wanted to like just do a happy dance. It was so great seeing him it back. It was awesome. It was awesome hearing that voice again. Um, it was incredible. Um, we're going to go on here. We're going to talk about the good and the bad. Overall, I'm going to start by saying I was a little um, disappointed or underwhelmed. I don't know if my expectations were too high. Um, it doesn't mean it wasn't good. I did enjoy it. The first episode started off a little slow. Um, we got a little bit more action in episode two. Um, I, I can I can look past then, on, on a brand new series of, uh, you know, first episodes being a little slow because they're setting things up mm-hmm. and, and you know you have to introduce characters and this the setting and you know everything that is going into you know tell the story. So I I can look past. A lot of a lot of shows kind of start off slow. They don't they don't always just you know hit the ground running immediately with like crazy action. So well, and look at Boba. I yeah. mean, that kind of started yeah. off slow too, and like totally hit the mark at the end. So like, yeah. I don't hold that against anything. But... I I think that um, seeing Ewan McGregor immediately come on screen is as Obi Wan Kenobi, and it, it you know really immediately had me all hyped up. And then like I said, it. it kind of does really start off slow and there's not a lot of immediate action i I think that that's kind of it it immediately felt like a little bit like okay well where are we going with this and and it it was just a little a little too slow at the beginning but well let's talk about like a do a little recap and not to give too much away but when it first starts off we see obi and he's kind of um living this desolate secluded life secluded, out in the middle of the, life out in the um, middle of the desert yeah you know just kind of keeping to his own uh his jedi ways are pretty much behind him yeah he's left all that behind and he, but he's still watching out for a young luke skywalker mm-hmm. in in keeping a watch over him and then we're introduced to uh these inquisitors who uh We've got the fifth brother, the third sister, and the Grand Inquisitor, mm-hmm. and their job is basically to hunt down Jedi's and get rid of them. And and the, those three characters are pretty cool. They, mm-hmm. they 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 look sinister and menacing, and uh, they they're just kind of you know a, a group of, of bad dudes. Even though like they're they're one of them's a woman, but like it's just like they're they're like you can tell that they're bad. Like and people are scared of them when they come into absolutely, town. and they have this like just real menacing. Uh, you know when they come, a, in, a very they, menacing presence. Exactly. So have, yeah. and then so let's talk about Riva. So she is played by Moses Ingram, and you can. Right away, she's got this personal vendetta against Obi. So, mm-hmm. right, her whole thing is to hunt down Obi. So, we don't know what this personal vendetta is. There are rumors online that perhaps this is Mace Windu's daughter. We find out later on in episode two that she is Jedi yeah, she, and that she turned to the dark side, which many of these inquisitors were Jedi that turned she, to the dark she's side. She's definitely not just following orders. In fact, she very clearly isn't following orders. You can tell it's personal for her. Exactly. And, and hunting but Obi-Wan. we don't know what but that we, personal motive is at this point. I, we just I'm sure that that will be revealed in, in right. the coming episodes or hopefully soon. So we'll get a little I'm, maybe they'll show some backstory or I'm sure they'll show some backstory of her because 
they, that's something I do actually hope they do is like mm-hmm. you know really uh, develop these characters and, and show where they're coming from to that led them to this. And then in addition to seeing young Luke Skywalker, we see a young ten year old Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, we see what her life is like, and and um, very different from Luke's. <laughs> yeah, obviously she's Princess Leia, mm-hmm. but what I love about this is they you can see her sassiness even at ten years old, and there uh, the actress that portrays her um, I can't think of her name right now Vivian something but um, oh my gosh what a remarkable job she does and there were a couple points where she had these expressions on her face that just really remind me of Carrie Fisher doing Princess Leia like she had it nailed down pat it was really good very well well uh, cast uh, to have a young Princess Leia like you can you can just like immediately tell that that's who that is uh, yeah, and, and she did a, a really phenomenal job or has done a really phenomenal job so far in, in portraying her, yeah. So long story short, um, this Reva that wants Obi knows the connection that he has to Leia and has her kidnapped by a bunch of thugs mm-hmm. in hopes to trap him that he's going to come and save her. So that's where the storyline goes. Um, uh do you want to talk about the bad or do you want to talk about the good? Well, the bad for me, again, it, it throughout the first two episodes, I, I, I did find it a little slow. Episode two or chapter two picked up and, and there was more action uh, with uh, Obi-Wan trying to locate uh, Leia and, and, you know, escape from from the the thugs that have have kidnapped her and and all that uh unfortunately overall um i i do think that the bad for me outweighs the good i don't i don't mean to say that so far the series is bad but and it could just go back to the fact that this was so hyped for me i I was really excited and so far i'm for the first two episodes i'm let down um I felt a little bit let down, but that does not mean I did not like it. There are a couple things that kind of, um, and we go back and we, and we talk, um, there's a scene where Leah is being chased by these thugs that are trying to kidnap her. Yeah. And I was totally immersed. <laughs> that part and was th- it really was, bad. It's, that chase scene was just, I don't know if it was edited improperly or what happened, but it just, it, it didn't seemed, work. It was hokey. It was fake. And it took, it took me out of the element altogether it, it, and it was so badly done. Yeah, that, that, I, I mean, I, I hate to just completely knock something, but that, that entire scene with, with it, Flea's group, uh, whatever their name. Yeah. Were, I was going to talk about that uh, later, but, but that where, where they're chasing princess Leia through, you know, to, to kidnap her and when they're chasing her in the forest, it was just, so poorly done that it really did bring me out of it because we we just looked looked at each other and we laughed and that's you're not yeah and you're not supposed like that shouldn't happen i don't like you said i don't know if it was the editing or what but there was but we both felt it (laughs) or both like saw it actually other some other people yeah we've talked to since then have have kind of definitely agreed so So it wasn't just just us. us like there there's a part where one of them like runs right into a tree branch yeah it's just so it was so poorly done. It, 
if it if this episode was a, a 10 out of 10 that one scene alone would take a point off right there or like mm-hmm. that one little part of that scene would take a point off because it was so poorly done and i don't know what it is about some of these action st- scenes w- w- these and action like we saw this in star boba wars too, because like boba, so yeah the the boba fett series had a, a, a weird a chase, chase scene, scene that with, was, with the, yeah. the flying motorcycles that was really poorly edited and done i don't know if it's just the you know they they're not spending the money for some of those things, or if it's or maybe they don't have enough time. Or it, it, it could be a time thing. I don't know, but that took what could have been, I'd say, an average episode and made it just like both slightly below average for me. Well, when it first started off, it felt totally Star Wars to me. First episode, yeah, felt very it Star felt Wars. very Star Wars, and then somehow along the way, it lost that element for me. It didn't feel like Star Wars anymore. It felt like something trying to be Star Wars. Episode episode two or the second one, in like it, like you said, first episode, yes, Star Wars through and through. You felt it that you know everything looked looked the part. The second one it was like. You know, we're, we're in some kind of futuristic uh, cyberpunk uh, city, and it, it's like straight out of sci-fi cliche. And the only thing that told me it was Star Wars is that there was an occasional stormtrooper like going yeah. through, and then there's Obi Wan. Yeah, you know, like it, it. I don't know that that just it didn't feel Star Wars. It didn't to feel me. right. It didn't. It I didn't feel know. right at all. And I don't know. I I, I can't put my finger on exactly mm-hmm. why that is, but. If you watch it, I I think that you'll probably feel the same way. It just it it didn't fit with anything that I've seen in Star Wars before, and you know they've they've done a lot of different things and visited Explored a lot, a lot of, different of different planets, planets, and and you but know, still felt Star Wars. Yeah, it just it didn't. It felt it felt like almost like a little parts of it were like a little Matrixy or something. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know what it is. It's just it wasn't Star Wars. Yeah. So and. And by saying this, I don't want to deter anybody from watching it because it's definitely worth your time. It's definitely worth watching. I do feel like it's going to get better. I, it's like I don't want to like hold on to I, this negative feeling not... because overall I really did enjoy it. Um, but I just have to be honest with my opinion. Yeah, a, a lot of the the Star Wars, the you know Mandalorian, I've I've talked about episodes of that that I've watched before, and I, I would always think that. Most of those are even like a lot of Boba Fett, uh, like a lot of those episodes were just really, truly great. And I, I was so engaged with them and, and, and loved what I was watching. This got, a, I, I thought it was a little bit boring, but like you said, I'm not saying that don't watch it. It's mm-hmm. it's trash or anything like that. It's just maybe, maybe well, man, my in expectations two, were we too episode two, we see Reva and... Uh, she's jumping from building to building and doing these summers and that yeah. was a little bit like too much too like oh you it's, know like yeah, that like, looked really fake it, it just like um, a lot of the that's a lot of the action the wasn't stuff well that, done yeah that that kind of stuff just takes you because you want to be immersed and feel like you believe what's going on but when you it see these very, choppy things it felt go very on, choreographed it takes, but not it takes well. you out of that element and you don't feel like you're in this immersed world anymore that's my that's my biggest gripe with yeah it so far i mean yeah i like like i was saying earlier i can i can understand first episodes of, of new new mm-hmm. shows or series being a little slow as things are being set up and, and that's what it did and i whatever that, that that's fine 
as long as you're going somewhere that it, and there's payoff. Well, but yeah, it's just like there, there's too much sloppiness to it. And or we something. still haven't seen Obi and Darth Vader. Have I someone the... was driving by my house very fast. Some <laughs> weird sound came through. It sounded Star Wars. Yeah, um, it was a speeder bike. <laughs> so we we haven't seen Obi and Darth Vader interact with each other yet, and I know that's going to be like this epic moment, you know. Yeah, and it, at the end of the second episode, mm-hmm. we did get uh, like our, a glimpse of I, I guess Anakin and the yeah the, the, the Bacta the. Yeah, in the tank with the uh, the breathing sound, the iconic Darth mm-hmm. Vader breathing sound. So, so you've got the excitement coming. I don't want to like. I don't want this seem like doom and gloom. Like, oh, you know, this is like awful, and it I mean, wasn't awful. Uh, it another was just... like thing that I, I felt like, okay, you've got Princess Leia being kidnapped by the the group of thugs, and you've got Obi Wan like trying to go find her and save her. Like that, the whole thing just like nothing about that part so far felt original in any way i mean we've seen we've seen this before the bad batch yeah the, the, the mandalorian bad batch, the mandalorian <laughs> now yeah. now obi-wan like it's just like it's kind of a, a a tired story at this point well we don't know where it's going but yet, so. j- just the initial setup that's like okay we we've kind of seen this like give me something new at least that combined with the fact that it didn't feel Star Wars enough to me, like that's just where my letdown was in, in episode two. But there's there's still time to turn yeah. the corner. Uh, I I'm I'm definitely hyped to see uh, you know the the inevitable uh, showdown between Anakin and Obi Wan, and, and oh, that's I'm, I'm sure that epic. the payoff there yeah. will be good. So I'm definitely gonna gonna keep going. Um, so I guess let's rate it, and then I got a few episode details. Okay, so you, are you gonna just rate the first two episodes together, or do you want to rate them separate? We can read them separately. I'm gonna say episode one. I'm gonna give a six point five. Okay. And episode two, I'm gonna give a six. And I say that, and when I think of six, I think that like that's an average score. Like seven, I would say good. Eight is great. Nine's amazing. Ten's a masterpiece. I'm like, there was nothing about that that was too great for me, but it wasn't offensively bad enough that I would stop watching. I'm a little bit more forgiving than you. I'm mm-hmm. gonna. I agree with what you're saying, but I'm gonna go um, seven and a half for the first and seven for the second episode. Okay, fair enough. Um, let's go into the episode details. So we talked about Flea, and yeah. we talked about him. He was rumored to appear in this. Yeah, and we knew, we knew, we figured this coming in. It was yeah, cool and obviously it's true. So he is one of Leah's um, kidnappers. Of course, Flea is the basis from Red Hot Chili Peppers. He's no stranger to acting. He's been in several other films or stuff, but it's kind of cool to see him mm-hmm. um, in this. Um, let's talk about Dayu. This is the new planet that Leo was kidnapped to. Um, and this was actually inspired by Hong Kong. And that's according to Joby Harold, who is the showrunner. So, um, it is a cool looking planet. I give it that. Um, mm-hmm. and then let's talk about Tamir Morrison. So, um, that's who we know as Boba in the Book of Boba Fett, and he also played Jango Fett back in the day, but he can also be seen in Obi-Wan, and he's playing the clone beggar on Dayu. That was um, cool. Uh... It was very cool, and he's wearing this uh, clone trooper suit, and you would not recognize him. He's got this beard, and he just doesn't look the same. His perfect teeth are not <laughs> shiny. He has amazing teeth. Right? 
Um, okay, so the toy that Obi-Wan gives to young Luke is a model Skyhopper, and um, it's a T-16 Skyhopper, and this is the one that Luke has in A New Hope, so that's kind of cool how that ties in. And then if you look closely, uh, during the Organa's party on Alderaan scene, you can spot C-3PO and R2-D2 in the background, which is kind of cool, too, so. Yeah, they, so, you know, the, some of it didn't feel like Star Wars, but there was a lot of Star Wars. There's a lot. And there. there's a lot more um, paybacks for Star Wars fans that they're going to notice stuff. Um, I didn't go into detail about that. But if you're like a true Star Wars fans, you're you're going to see like other stuff in there. Hopefully the series as a whole improves and it makes me want to go back and rewatch uh, at, at some point in the future because uh, there's a lot of those types of things that... I'm just terrible at it. Like I, I never really catch things the first time through. So it's, sometimes it's fun to gives you a reason to go back and rewatch. So I hope that uh, Obi Wan uh, ends up delivering uh, in the rest of the series. To I do believe in do it. That. I do. Think I, it I think it still will. I, I think that there's a lot of uh, real potential with this story to, uh, you know, to, you know, th- that the payoff will be there ultimately. It just it it started off weaker and again it, it could just go into the hype and expectations of it i i think that our thoughts are probably pretty close in line with where a lot of people were with it but um yeah definitely definitely worth yeah definitely, definitely worth, worth your time to check out uh i mean even if it's not the greatest star wars thing it, it's still pretty cool that we're getting this series and if, if for nothing just to see uh you know, Ewan McGregor mm. reprised that role. He, he 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 looks more Obi Wan now that he's. I don't a know if older. I was more excited just to see him or just hear his voice, like yeah. doing that. Like it was really cool, like hearing him talk again. Like and they, he's got that really cool. I always thought he was the best part of those. You know the the, mm-hmm. the three prequels. Uh, you know, I always thought his portrayal of Obi Wan was. The, you know the best out of any of those in in that uh, you know those three movies so definitely cool to see him back uh, that is going to do it then for our episode this week thank you so much uh, for joining us please take a moment to rate review and subscribe to our podcast we would totally appreciate that be sure to visit our website which is disneyplusinformer.com it's where you get all the latest news, rumors, reviews, release schedules, and more. You can email us uh, at podcast at DisneyPlusInformer.com. I would love it if someone would email and just give us give us your scores for the first two episodes if you've watched it. Uh, I, I'd like to hear what yeah. other people are, th- are thinking. You know, Episode 1 you thought was a 10, Episode 2 was a 10, and Justin's crazy. <laughs> uh, you know, let us know, podcast at DisneyPlusInformer.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at More Disney Plus. Stop by and visit our Facebook page. We'd love to see you there. We're going to get out of here. So until next time, we'll see you later. We'll see you later. Bye.